Okay, welcome everybody to episode number 16, the round table. We're excited that you could join us. Excited that we got, uh, I think, our highest rated, most popular guest, Nick Kopke. Welcome. Great to be here, Mike. Yeah, great to have him here. So, Nick, just to give you a short uh, history, it's funny. I don't think I told this story last time. But Nick tells the story of the first time that he met me. So we were... Why don't you let me tell it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. First time I met Mike, let's say 07. Does that sound right? Yeah, and I don't even know if this story is true. 06. 06. Maybe the fall of 06, spring of 07. We moved over here in 04, but it was... Yeah, so it wasn't far behind that. So this is a pretty boy in some affliction (laughs) jeans and like like an affliction shirt. What is affliction? Uh, It's... It's... It's it's like it it yeah it's what? like the it's like okay, the, well, it's like the a- preppy clothes for kind of like I'm redneck but I want to be preppy. <laughs> so it, it was probably thirty pounds ago too. Yo, I know, think no beard. Did, yeah, real, when real you told the story, you're like you come walking in with all kinds of bling, and I'm like, I don't know that I would be a blingy guy, but yeah. So I, I think I probably still have the pair of pants you're talking. I, you know, about. I looked at my dad. I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> And you looked right at me and you said, I'm going to buy your veal barn. And it's like, who is this guy? And why is he Why is he in my feed room? I have work to do. Oh, yeah. It was funny when I heard you tell because I had kind of forgot that that's because we had just got started with Steve. Yeah. So Steve was loose housing. I think yeah. at that time that yeah. one wasn't. Oh, it was. Well, you guys were way ahead of any. I mean, you were doing crazy. That the, you know, they were doing some real crazy stuff at the Mike Hill farm. Everybody yeah. was always talking about. Yeah, right. Anyway, so then it was like I go into Steve and I said, hey, you know, we're looking at buying. I don't remember what it's called. Was it called? What was it called then? It, uh, Bearcat 2. Yeah. So he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what? He says that you cannot raise calves like you raise them and then own that farm those two things don't go together right. and so that yeah there was this divide between tie stalls and non-tie stalls yeah you know, right so. but i thought it was a hilarious story like the first time we ever met your impression of me was a pretty boy uh yeah i mean you were just trying real arrogant hard. cocky a little bit a little <laughs> bit yeah Oh, so I thought that anyway, good, good story of how we met. That's but right. again, uh, Nick and I over the years have had business relationships, mm-hmm. but then uh, more recent, Nick's been coming to the small group that we do out at Tad's. And we need to rename that. Yeah. So it's not necessarily small. It's definitely not small. Yeah. So there's 20, 30. There people. was over 30 there on Monday. Yeah. I counted. So. so one of the things that I've appreciated about you, Nick, and, and again, I've told you this is that. Uh, Nick has added some really great insight to the group and um, helped bring some clarity sometimes to situations and um, has really been about bringing people and and helping us on the journey and kind of taking on. I mean, this is what I heard last time. After the podcast last time, I get calls and said, you know, Nick Kopke is going to be a preacher someday. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, I'm That's, serious. This, well. is, this is what I heard <laughs> yeah. from people. They watched it and they're like, I think God's doing something in Nick's life. Well, God's doing we- something in my life, but uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say pastoring's not. But, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to think I'd never say no to God, but I'm going to, whatever. I mean, we all can reach people where we're at in life, right? So I agree. Your work, like, I mean, I'm self-employed, I, you know, but I try, wherever I go, whether it's, the, whatever, the gas station or my customers, it, you know, we can reach just as many people outside of church, you know, oh. well, we should reach, you know, so, and I've, I've had, I've, I've talked to people that discourage people going into ministry. It's like, stay where you're at. 
Right. That's your ministry. Well, and I would still say that the whole idea that there's some segregation between, like, there's the people that get paid to do ministry and then there's everybody else. I'm like, we're all, all of our callings are the same. Yeah. Like Mike Hill works for Life Church, but you have your own ministry. Absolutely. Like yeah. wherever you wherever you are and what you're doing, right? You're 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 hopefully always in the mission field. Yeah, there's an organizational <laughs> responsibility that I have at life. Yeah. You know, and so that organizational responsibility I carry out. I do what I feel like my gifting is, but my ministry is my entire life. Like yes. I'll and too many times I think it does get separated. Like I can't really do ministry unless I'm full time. Yeah. But you're living proof, yeah. right, in the way that you live your life and the things that you do. Well, we're trying. Well, it's a, we're fighting. We're fighting the good fight. Aren't we all? Yeah. I mean, isn't that the point? All yeah. of us are trying to figure out wherever we're at and what we're doing, how God can use us in those ways, right? Yes. Here's the other thing. I found some interesting stuff out about Nick over the weekend. So over the weekend, I'm talking to a uh, guy at church. And so guy at church, we're talking about, hey, I signed up for a Spartan race and it's like, oh, me and Nick ought to do this. Say I'm his like, name. Just throw him under the bus. <laughs> no, go ahead. You, well, you're friends. Yeah. Right? Yeah, my friend Mark. You know, yeah. I I would say we're best friends. Any chance I, you know, I get to to throw him under the bus. Well, here's the great thing about Mark. When he <laughs> came walking into church, I'm like, if I could only be you. He <laughs> had his pants tucked inside of his oh, cowboy yeah. boots. He's, he's come cool. walking. I'm like He's pretty intentional with his If swag my wife could it. just let me get up on stage and tuck my pants and my cowboy boots, I would be like, this is perfect. I saw him walking in. I'm yeah. like, yes. So anyway, so I talked to Mark afterwards, and I'm like, hey, you know, love it. that You know, great look. I wish I could be like you type of a thing. And then I said, somehow we got on the conversation about me doing a Spartan race, and he's like, oh, well, me and Nick will do it. And I'm like. Without me knowing anything no, no, about Nick it, yeah. wasn't there. But he's like, oh, me and Nick will do it. He's like, we did an Ironman. And I'm like, you did what? He's like, yeah, Nick just did an Ironman. Well, this I was said, six years ago. Nick Nick Kopke did an Ironman. And not, nothing against you, but I'm like, I'm finding out like you're this superb athlete. Because <laughs> last week we found out that you're still barefooting, long line, yeah. behind a boat. Yeah. You're doing an Ironman. And he told I did an Ironman six years ago. There's oh, a big difference. But. but you did one. I did. And he said, like athletically you go out and run he says that guy uh, this i think these were his words i mean he can run cheese might come out of his veins <laughs> but he it says hurts. he can chug the older away. we get the more we eat the more it hurts man yeah, yeah. i would have again i was completely surprised you're quite the athlete i'm just trying not to let myself go you know we're get you know when i turned uh what was i in 12 i would have been in my late 20s like i reached this pivotal moment you know i was the heaviest i'd ever been i was probably 305 310 pounds and i couldn't you know i was losing my breath tying my shoes i remember me and my wife were on our anniversary date and the next day we went to dunham's and i bought a pair of, i didn't have tennis shoes so i bought a pair of tennis shoes i bought uh I bought uh, shorts and all that. So ever since about 12, I've just been fighting that fight. And it's yeah. up and down and up and down. But so you work out on a regular basis? Yeah, you know, yeah, I try to. You know, okay. it comes and goes with field work and stuff. Yeah, but, right. uh, you know, a bad week would be once or twice, but a good week's three or four. And I, I've, got some, I've got a lot of good people in my life that, that kind of hold me accountable to that. So, really? So but, do you work but, out with people or they just call yes. you and say, hey, you need to get in the gym? Yeah, yeah, I've got a couple guys. But I'm, you know... I'm always pushing Mark, you know, back to the Iron Man thing. Yeah. Like Mark was, it, ex, you know, the, the what was more exhausting than the Iron Man was getting Mark to show up. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, we swam like on Saturdays or whatever and did this on, you know, and it was like getting it to make sure he was going to be there for training. And I would, I mean, I would love to do it again, but I don't have it in me. Well, he said, this is the other thing he said. So he said that, or maybe his wife said this, he wouldn't have to train. He could just go run six miles. Uh, yeah, he's, 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 as far as running goes, yeah, he's got that on me. Sure. I'm like, what? Yeah. Because I was going through the whole, this might actually have started is, so I'm trying to train, which I'm doing a terrible job at. I'm not disciplined. I don't get what I need to get done. I finally found a pair of shoes that Isaac had that didn't make my feet like they were ready to blow up because I own cowboy boots and flip-flops. That's my main attire. So I found a pair of shoes, tried to wear them. My feet were going to explode. Isaac found me a pair of tennis shoes. I'm like, ah, these things aren't half bad. Start running down the road. Get attacked by a German Shepherd. No, don't don't <laughs> run. Don't start running. <laughs> like, get in here in the gym and do some burpees. I know you love burpees. I do some burpees. Burpees. You no, really you do need burpees? to get in here. Like, before, like, running, don't run. I'm, I'm figuring this out. Just run less and do other things more, like, you know, whatever. The kettlebell stuff. I mean, I've heard you talk about that. But just <laughs> air squats. Like, yeah, just the kettlebells move. meaning Gia lifted yeah, more just, than me. Just, that yeah, story. Yeah. 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 That was just, just, get in, just get in the champs and move. Get, that's what Isaac keeps telling me. Don't just do the asphalt. Here, the asphalt something. will kill you, man. Well, so will the German Shepherd down the road. <laughs> I'm sitting here. So I went through. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm going to sit in the sauna because I have sinus problems. So yeah. we have this little sauna out in our thing. So little hot box in there. Yeah, while I'm in there, <laughs> right. so when I'm out there, I'm like, I make this whole playlist of all of these old, you I know. I love the tiger. Oh, that was one yeah, of them. Yeah. Rocky Like a Hurricane, right. Thunderstruck. I, I thought about this Rob Zombie song. I don't think uh, it, maybe a pastor yeah, should be yeah, listening yeah, to Dragula. It's on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whether or not that should He's be. He's got some ulterior motives. Yeah. So anyway, so I put these all together, put my headphones in, go out to start running, right? I'm running along, and this fat boy's chugging down the yeah. road. I look up, and seriously, it, 10 feet in front of me, this German shepherd snarling his teeth right on the middle of the road. Is this like 100 yards down? Huh? I mean, is this like one minute in? Or is this like, <laughs> is this like mile one? Or no, what is this? this was like, no, the way Daryl has it set up is I run down a half mile and run back. So it's almost a half mile marker. This house, I never paid attention. I'm just chugging along. Look up, here's this dog. Snot on his teeth, and I'm like, get back. Well, he's coming at me to the point where he bit my sweatshirt. Did he really? Dogs are scary, me. man. I'm backpedaling, screaming. Yeah. Ah, you no, know. dogs are, I've, I've, I've been approached by dogs on my bike and run. <sighs> And it's yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah. So, but but the progression of your story is like, all right, I finally got my shirt, my shorts, <laughs> and my shoes, and I got my playlist. And, and yeah. then five minutes later, a dog started. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Was that like three years ago? And was, huh? when was that? Like three years. No, ago? No, this was like last <laughs> week. Last you. week, the dog's attacking me. <laughs> so I don't know. Just I can just use that as an excuse. What's your What's your time frame? You, you you you're chorn in the morning, right? So. Nope, Isaac chores in the morning. Okay, now. So, so I get up at five. So you could you could work out in the morning. Yes. Okay, just for get sure. up and get stop after. being lazy. Get after Be it. Be disciplined. Do the hardest part of your day first. No, I know, I know. What is wrong with me? I just lost it. No, all. it's it's hard, dude. Huh? It's not easy for anybody. Yeah, it's I gotta, hard. I got to get back in it. But I was totally inspired. Nick Kopke, long lines. <laughs> he does an Ironman. The guy is like a athlete fitness yeah in shape i'm impressed oh you, must not, huh? you, must, uh, you must not know too many people but but no thank you but the, the but the people and 
God's doing a work, you're going to be not. And when I say aspiring preacher, just being the point that you're going to continue to preach where you're at. So that's going well sure. for you. And well, you I, said God's been doing stuff in your life. What is right? Uh, like earlier when we were talking, you're like, God's I'm just, just been doing some stuff in my life. What it, you know, I've, I don't just been getting really plugged in. Of course, the you know, our men's group has, has been awesome. Um, I recently lost an employee, which was fine, no hard feelings. Ty, you know, his name's Tyler, good guy. You know, we you know we ended on good terms. He's he's gonna, you know, I, I told him if you if I've always told my employees this, if you can do better, don't I don't want to stop you. Hmm. You go do you. So, so and I you know God gave me real peace with that, and you know my dad's been around helping, and and uh, you know Randy's on vacation, and it's time to pump. You know? <laughs> so. Oh, uh, so you're in the tractor more now? Yeah, than I, you were. yeah, I'm in okay. the tractor. But God's given me a real peace about the whole situation. Okay, um, I've got, I've, I've had a lot of anxiety issues, and you know, in the spring and fall, and a lot of my, a lot of my faith journey, my faith walk has been centered around harvest and, and planting season, and and uh, so God's just gave me an awesome peace lately, and just you know, glory to God. I, you know, I'm out there pumping alone, and look, thank you, Jesus. I've got, I've got nice enough equipment. I can do that. Where mm. I, you know, I. I control some stuff through the iPad in the tractor, so that's amazing. Uh, just, just a lot of peace in my life right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, thank you, Jesus, for that. You know. And so, like, is anxiety? It's just a, it's a time of year thing. Yeah, but it's not really you know, like you struggle with anxiety in your life. No, no, I well, no, yeah. not 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 on a regular basis. Sure, uh, but I I do it to myself. I put a lot of pressure on myself just just with the timing and far. You know, you talk to any farmer. Oh. Timing, 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 wow. weather, weather. And I, I do it to myself. I, I work with a lot of great people. Seriously, like no pressure, you know. Right. No, nobody's the only person putting pressure on me is myself. Right. So, and as the older I've gotten, I, I think I've, I'm doing better. But this spring, it's just, it has been awesome. Like there's so much peace in my heart right now. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. That's amazing when we can get to those places. Like yeah. when we're in the zone and yeah. we're doing what we feel like God wants us to yeah. do. And, and my friend Chad uh, that I bring to men's group, mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's blind. And uh, he's 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 been awesome for me. Uh, you know, he's been blind 17 years, and he's continued to grow his farming operation. Never complains. I didn't know that he's a farmer. Yeah, and he's he's done he's done very well. I, and That's I'm awesome. I'm you know God has blessed him in his everywhere. You know, and he's he's I think he's he's truly used uh, his his accident to glorify the kingdom. And you know, this week he lost his employee. Oh really? Yeah, and great, great young kid. Same thing. They ended on good terms. I mean, mm. it's not this big ugly thing, but, um, and Chad told me that on the way to men's group, you know. So, <laughs> where I'm, I'm lucky enough to where I can manage. Hmm. He can't. He right. has to have somebody there. Right. And he's, you know, he's a little upset, but for the most part, he's, he's got a lot of peace about it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize his blindness was out of an accident. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. A battery uh, off a tractor exploded. Wow. Yeah. So he's, he's been he's, in farming his whole life. Yeah, absolutely. And he's been great for me. I mean, he's so much more of a, uh, you know, an, you know, an inspiration to me than he'll ever know for sure. So, wow, yeah. that that's incredible. All right, so tell me about. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the world. Anything oh, that you see? Well, yeah, that... we got you know we got the royal family. Uh, you guys, you know, we can talk. Nah, nah, nah skip, pass. I don't uh, know the whole thing with the royal family. I read uh, tidbits on the you know yeah. on there that that people are mean and uh, it's not cares? going the way it's supposed to go i haven't and cared about the royal family what about since hey are you in, are you so. in yeah, 
right. Are you yeah. into the NCAA tournament? I am not. Don't talk sports with me. No, you're not no, a sports I am guy. Sorry, at all? Mike. No, it's I not sorry. sorry. I just I don't talk sports with me. I didn't know if you got into it because some people who aren't even yeah. into sports. Yeah, I would get say into the at least a tournament time. I'm I'm a lot more political than than I am sports for sure. Okay, well let's talk about politics. Politics. Well. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about, what do you think of the, so the new stimulus went out, right? So that's yeah. a big thing in the political yeah, world and right I, now. You know, I, you, you know, I called him and I was like, can you just credit my account, you know, and then we, <laughs> you just keep that money and it's just less taxes I owe later. And they didn't, they didn't go for that. So, man, I don't even know where to stop and start there. You know, they're, I was, I was listening to a podcast this morning Okay. and he was referencing, gosh, I wish I had the verses and everything, but it, it was basically like you know, your kingdom won't change unless you repent. Hmm. And I just, man, that hit hard. Hmm. You know, that hit real hard. And, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of end times people like, this is it. This oh, is really? It. Like, the, be like, this is the end? Yeah, like, we're close. We're getting there. And, you know, this is, you know, you know, my pastor had said Sunday, we're Sodom and Gomorrah. Hmm. You know, so it, I mean, to me, that, that's scary. Oh. And. I, you know, I don't think there's going to be this mass repentance. Uh, you don't I, think? I, I hope so. I think, um, you know, I think, you know, in order to get there, I, you know, I think we'd have to struggle a little bit. Hmm. But struggle in 2021 is a lot different than it used to be. Like, we don't know. Like, all we know is prosperity. Yeah. Right? I've never been hungry. Yeah. You, right. Have you ever been hungry? No. No. So... Yeah, crazy times in the United States of America right so now. So do you so sure. from a political landscape, you would say maybe you need to get I, that. I it might I be Tad calling again. No, it's, huh? It's, it's nobody. <laughs> right? Isn't that what happened last time? Yeah, it <laughs> I shut it off and it still vibrates. So. so from a political landscape, how it affects Christianity, right? So we would say this could be a time, like this could be a time yeah. where the church would say, or Christians would say, we got to take a stand or we got to, yes. we got to reach or we got to, you know, because I would still say that through COVID and other things that a time to reach people like that, I think yeah. this is, I think there are a lot of hearts it is. open. But. And you know, we've got this pendulum effect right now, you know, you know, we had, we had Bush, mm -hmm. which was obviously a Republican and he was, he, he didn't go real far right. He was kind of a mediocre Republican, sure. nice guy, you know. Right. And then we went to Obama, and then he was started swinging a little more left, right? right. So, you know, we're, you know, we started kind of at the, at the middle, and now we're swinging pretty high left. Right. And then Trump gets in, and, <laughs> and now we're swinging all the way to the right. Right. And now we got Biden, and now we swung all the way left. So, you know, my dad calls that the pendulum effect. Hmm. Um, but... It's, you know, it's, it's getting harder with all the woke stuff. And now, now it's, it's more important now to take a stand. Um, you know, somebody, somebody asked me the other day, like, like what would you do if, if, if a bunch of guys in black SUVs and suits came into Liberty Mills Church of Brethren and took Pastor Kelly away? Because hmm. that's happening. In Canada, there's oh, been, there's been sure. pastors arrested. Right. There's a pastor in jail right now right. sitting in jail in Canada. Right. For, for because he opened his church up 
and you know the government mandate blah 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 right so those are and maybe i'm a little extreme maybe i'm not but those are things we need to think about right well, so mean, if that does happen where do you stand where are you going to take your stand well think and there's a thousand other issues we could talk about but, but i mean from that theory alone right i think this is where and this is always my question so when it came to shutting your churches down or opening your churches back up or following the rules, you know, set in place for the whole COVID thing. Part of me was like, oh, you know, because we'd have people that would say, well, you need to obey the, the government, right? If you're not obeying the government, it's a sin. So mm -hmm. you opening your church back up is going yeah. against, or you're not, you know, making people wear masks is against. And I'm like, here's where I think. So people might take this the wrong way, but I'm like, I think it's a prep period for something coming down the road. That's, that's because right now, yeah, like how did it affect you? So so all the pastors got breaks, right? Because they sat out, they did their stuff online, you know, and you didn't have to go into the church. You obviously couldn't do as many meetings because, I mean, most of a, at least in my life, I mean, most of my organizational responsibilities, I meet with a lot of people, yeah. right? So you're not going to be able to do that. And, and so, and then the church could watch, you didn't have to come in on a Sunday yeah. and some people miss fellowship. And I said, but how much is that preparing you for the next time yeah. that you get shut down? And then what's going to happen if it's enforced? What if somebody comes in and yeah. takes away and your these, rights? You or, know, these are things we need to think about and take a stand on. Cause I don't, I don't want that to be normal. Right. Um, I don't, I don't want, uh, I don't want mass to be normal. Right. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, you want to wear a mask. That's fine. Sure. I'm, I'm going to love on you, whatever. I, I don't care what other people do, but just let's not think that this is actually normal. Right. And let's not think that uh, government issued vaccinations are normal. Right. Okay. Um, but so, so 2020 was actually, was a great year for the Kopkeys. You know, I, I, I kind of hate when people are dogging on 2020 uh, <laughs> because man, it was actually an awesome year for the Kopkeys. Like, you know, March came in. Man, we did not set like a like a structure for this. This is like we are just going down. No, this is here. perfect. This is perfect. Great. Yeah. So you know, March came in. March thirteenth, school shut down. Mm -hmm. Right, which was you know. So now we're at the one year anniversary for the one week flatten the curve. So happy you know happy anniversary to that. <laughs> is that when it's all started? Yeah. Well, March thirteenth when school shut, and that's when oh. it's like, man, this is things. Are, so there was okay. about there was two weeks. I've told a lot of people this. We were scared. Hmm. We were scared. There was about ten days, two weeks. I, you know, we were concerned. Yeah, we, like we, it might we, be Ebola. Like you we touch somebody, really will. Yeah, like pe are going pe people be walking around bleeding, bleeding yeah, out. Yeah. Like that, those things have actually happened. Right, right, right. So a couple weeks goes by. Do not fear. The number one used phrase in the Bible. Fear not. Right. right. Like a hundred and some. And can you tell yeah, me exactly? Right. It's, it's a hundred and some times. Bunch. Yeah. Bunch. Number one used phrase in the Bible. And I remember taking a stand. You know, this goes back to take your stand. So. I'm calling friends, you know, you know, work was busy at the time. I was kind of always on the road. And I had a letter in my dash stating that I was an essential employee because we legit thought that they were they were going to close the roads down. And I, you know, my friend sent me a template, copy of management, essential employee, really? tax ID, and here's my employee. Like if you're yeah. caught out on the road, you're we were doing that. Wow. We were, I had friends calling me, say, hey, do this, print this out. Da, da, da. So anyways, so what I'm getting at is, we, you know, we leaned hard on, on the word and what the word says. Right. And for the most part, 2020, uh, what, you know, spiritually was a great year for the Kopkeys. Well, but we, and, but we, you know, we, we've been, you know, we've developed some bad uh, habits 
uh, spiritually as far as church attendance and, you know, and, and, and all that. But Yeah, but think about this. I mean, I said this about COVID. So COVID forced you to be a family again. Yeah, and that was awesome. You know what I mean? So it we made it down. so that that table yeah. was going to be full. Yeah. It made it so your kids were going to be home. Yeah. And I always said this, is that so we're going to find out through all of this, whether you know each other, whether you don't know each other, when you get to know each other, what is all that like, and what will you take away from it? Because I heard a lot of people say, well, it's so great to have the family around. So I said, so is that going to change how busy you are, or are you mm-hmm. just going to go back into the like mm-hmm. – soon as this open up, we're right. going to be full bore back yeah. into it. Because I still say there are times that God's trying to teach us a lesson. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to give you a moment. We're going to pause for a second. And I want you to, to take a look around and figure out what's important. I want you to figure out where you put your trust. I want to figure out what you fear or don't fear. And I'm going to give you a chance to do some evaluation. Right? And so I said part of 2020 was, let's do some evaluating. Yep. And where do you come out from it? Yeah. And I think that's going to be the key for all of us. So where do we land yeah. on what do we fear? Yeah. Where do we land on yeah. how busy should we really be? I yeah. mean, you think yeah. about what life has turned yeah. into, yeah. you know, and how busy people should be. Where should we be on the balance between honor and our leaders, yeah. you know, from a political standpoint right. to I think this is a little bit overreach yeah. or I think this is preparing yeah. us for something. That's, that's yeah. how I think. Yeah. You know, now, now we're a year end with that being said, what have, you know, have you changed things from a, as, as a family structure, uh, as have, have you changed things work-wise? Um, are, you know, are you being intentional with your family? Cause that, you know, we spent so much time together as a family and, you know, anyone in my friends group, um, you know, you know, my buddy Doug and Carmel, he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's my lake neighbor. We, you know, we met up at the lake house, uh, into March 1st of April and cause they were, you know, they were getting out of the city, you know, they want to come oh. up to the lake and we, I'll never forget. It was my first zoom thing Oh, yeah. and it was with his church <laughs> Really, and I was sitting at a table with my boy, Doug, just me and him at like 8am on a Sunday morning doing the zoom church. And everyone's like, Hey, nice to meet you, Nick. And man, that was awesome. Right. So. So what are we learning? You know, are we taking out anything from the past year? Where are we taking our stand? I keep right. going back to that. Right. We've got to figure that out. So would that be your biggest takeaway? So would your biggest takeaway from 2020 on, it was a great place for us as a family, spiritual, you know, spirituality good, yep. but your biggest takeaway from 2020 and COVID and how it was, is that like, hey, we need to know where to take a stand? Yeah. How 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 far are we going to go with this? Uh, and I'm I'm definitely a little more... <laughs> I'm definitely a little more radical than most people, for sure. I mean, I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to stop and start there. But. No, I, like, give me something that you would see as a radical point of view. Uh, anything that the government makes you do. Okay. I am just, uh, gosh, me and, my, me and my Sunday school guys. I go to Sunday school at First Brethren in North Manchester, and I just, I love those guys so much. We beat our heads in the Bible every Sunday morning, and each other, you know. Right. We're, and, uh, you know, we talked a lot about, I think it's in Peter, you know, it took us like all year to get through first Peter and it talks about the government and, um, and obeying the government. The Bible is very clear about obeying the government. Right. But what about a government that goes against God's word? Mm-hmm. You know, right. Then how, what do we do about that? And, you know, God gave us our freedoms first. Right. We, we are, we are free because of Jesus Christ, number one. Right. Right. But and, is, you know, is the government abusing that power? Like, whew. Right. Eesh. Right. Yeah, well, again, when I uh, – Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. So Lexi took me to a, a play, musical play. Yeah. 
I don't know what it was, but it it was actually really good. Sure, I was like, because well, that, that's set back in like the yeah yeah. So all during his time, like Andrew Hamilton, the president, right? Or was that his name? So Alexander Hamilton, okay. and then the whole development of the government. Okay. And okay. So anyway, she went and watched it. Then I read the book, and I mean the book is huge. Well, I say. I listen to the book. I tell yeah, yeah, people yeah. that yeah. I read it, and they're like, you don't read, you listen, okay? Right. Whatever. Listen to the book. Amazing what the foundational pieces of government were in the beginning and their intentions compared to where government is today. I don't know. Well, we, you know, we're a country founded on faith. Right. These people that founded our country escaped over there right. so they could come over here and worship God freely. Right. Like, like, let's not forget where we came from, right? Right. And you know now, you know now that we're a year later, you know it's easy to look back and 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 think and talk about how bogus that was. Um, and that's you know I think people are kind of starting to figure that out. And hopefully there's more. You know, like our church has taken a stand that we'll never shut the doors again. Right. And I and I hope and pray that that we have the courage to do that, no matter what happens, no right. matter who shows up, no matter who comes knocking on the door. Right. And that might be a little extreme. Right. But, hey, it doesn't hurt to talk about it. I hope it never happens. It might. Yeah, no, I think two things. So one of the things we're thinking about doing over the summer is to, uh, here at Life, is to start talking through this whole, like, the persecuted church and how it's growing. Like, the persecuted church all over the world is growing, right? And they meet as house churches, right? And they're, they're growing numbers of house churches, and they just are exploding everywhere. So we thought about, you know, this idea, because we love to come together, and we love to come together and worship, and we want to be here together on a Sunday morning. But at the same time, part of the reason that the house church got started in these other places in America, because you can't come to here. You can't go meet together, you know, as a congregation. And so we talked about the idea of just thinking through the whole, like, what would it be like if Nick took his family and five other families and for two weeks you guys just do house church, you know, and just in that remember the persecuted church that goes through this on a regular basis, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like can you attend, can you not attend? It's like if you attend, you're probably going to die. Yeah. You know. Well, and, um, you know, I've heard, I've heard people talk about, like, persecuted Chinese Christians and, like, how strong their faith is. Oh. So maybe in order to grow – you know, as a nation, we'll never grow in our faith unless there is a little pressure. Right. Right. I mean, what, what, you know, life's good. Like, what motivation do we have to pursue Christ anymore? Right. Yeah. If there is no persecution, how are you going to make your faith grow? How does your faith grow if you don't ever go? Scripture says, like, through trials and yeah. through suffering and yeah. through and persecution. I don't, I don't know what it is. When somebody tells you you can't do something, you know, it's like your wife's like, don't shoot Tannerite. <laughs> And I'm like, pow, 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 you know? And, you know, you, and then, you know, I don't know what that dynamic is. You know, the same thing with the government. The government says, stay at home. Well, hey, first thing I'm doing is I'm getting in the truck. And I'm heading through town. So, right. hey, try to tell me that I can't worship freely. Please do. Because right. I think, in, 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 in the, you know, that's, that's what happens with the cancel culture. As soon as the left cancels something... The right comes in, boom, number one seller, whatever, right. number one watch right. this. I mean, right. that's – so tell us we can't do something. Right. See what happens. Yeah, the thing that – so I've shared this story in church before. So I read about persecuted Christians and what they have to go through. So they were – same thing. This family was going to church, pastor preaching, saying, we're going to meet no matter what the government says. 
And so the government then went in, arrested the pastor and his family, put him out in a square, put his youngest child, and they did it from, you know, like here, their feet were here and their head were here, and they lined him up in a row, got a steamroller at the end, and started to run over his little girl's torso up to her legs and said, all you have to do is renounce faith, and we wow. won't do it. Steamrolls her, gets to his son all the way to the point and they were singing hymns the whole way through wow. you know and we just have no idea like we just don't get that we concept. don't accept i don't know what i don't know what that kind of faith is like that's what i'm saying i mean here is a man watching his children because he says i'm not going to denounce that's what they're asking him to do denounce faith and yeah. denounce christianity he says i'm not going to do it you it's know? like the and whole the whole jewish nation bowed to the golden calf and right. you know those three dudes are like meh yeah. Good. Throw right. me into that furnace. Right. My God will save me. Right. But that's the point is, is as Christian people, we have to position ourselves in a way. And in the United States of America, part of that's because we do need to speak out on what's true. Yes. Right? Like there, there is truth that Christians have stopped talking about because they don't want to be persecuted. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't want to say it because if you say it, then how's somebody going to view it? I'm, I'm, you know, my, I'm famous. I say this to my wife and friends, you know, we're getting soft. Oh, I had, yeah. a, I had, you know, Holly came home with a story the other night about, you know, this gal couldn't even say the word God and she's a Christian, you know, it's like, yeah. ugh, we're getting soft, Mike. No, I know. I'm getting soft. We're getting soft. Yeah, We have to be the purveyors of truth yep. and faith. And we have to be the ones that are, like you said, if it means taking a stand, if it means speaking truth, whatever it takes, yeah. like we've got to get back to that because as long as we keep bowing down and making things comfortable, you're right. What you know faith what's, do you need? You know, what's cool about speaking the truth. I'm like, I'm just, you know, I was talking to a buddy on the phone and I was just screaming at him about some stuff. I mean, it's, it was good talk. Yeah, you know, right. you know, we're really, really vibing good. And, and, you know, somebody asks you a black and white question. You just tell them what the Bible says and then let them figure the rest out. Right. Hey, is this wrong? Well, here's what the Bible says. You figure it out. Right. Right. So when, when, when that clicks with people, because they don't want to hear it from you. No. Right. They need to figure that out. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what's interesting about Christianity. It's we, we all, it, it's, you can't, t- you know, we just got to figure it out on our own. Yeah. So. People ask me, this is a common question for me as the pastor of Life Church. What's your opinion on? Yeah. Right. And I always uh, like, listen, gosh. I have 5,000 opinions, but when the Bible speaks to it, it's not my opinion. I go off what the truth of Scripture says. So if the truth of Scripture says this about living together, if it says this about sex before marriage, if it says this about your sexuality, if it says this about... Yeah. It's not an opinion. Yeah. As a Christian, I have said that my absolute truth isn't something that's relative to my situation, but it's based upon what Scripture says. So it's not a... My kill is giving a, an opinion of what he thinks about sexuality or living together or sex before marriage and and back to what we talked about this sunday the whole idea between truth and grace yes because i can be sitting there saying to somebody this is what scripture says so if you're asking me is it okay to live together right i'm going to tell you sex before marriage is something that god says you shouldn't do okay now does that mean that i hate you and i don't love you and that i don't want what's best no i'm just telling you what it says so you have to know the truth it's not given to you in a condemning way it's just to say did you want to know the truth yeah 
Here's the truth, and you're right. Now, you need to sit on it. I can't force you to not have sex before marriage. I can't force you to do what the Bible says, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you what it says, and then you're going to have to sit on it on your own. Yeah, we all get real hung up on this righteous living. Like, that's all we want to talk about. It's like, why would I go to church, so-and-so this, so-and-so that? Listen, like, we just... Let's just get Jesus, and we'll figure that out. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Right. Uh, uh, you brought that up Monday night. It's like, but uh, you know, just enough with the righteous stuff. Right. Okay. Let's just get Jesus. Yeah, and like you get hung up on what well, guy smokes or he chews or he yeah. drinks or he does, and I'm like, listen, we can figure all that stuff out. Let's figure out whether or not you want to pay for your sins or you don't want to pay for your yeah. sins. If you don't want to pay for your sins, we have an answer. Mm-hmm. Right. There is an answer. And the answer is Jesus. Let's go down that road. Yeah. And then, hey, you know what? We'll figure the rest of that yeah. stuff out. But I think it's the complete opposite. Like you shouldn't smoke and you shouldn't drink and you shouldn't chew and you shouldn't do and you shouldn't do, you know. Yeah. And then it's like, but once you get all that stuff right, then maybe we can give you. Man, Jesus. you just you fall in love, you know, fall in love with Jesus. You'll figure that stuff out. Right. You know, you'll you'll he'll he'll convict if it's wrong, he'll convict you. Right. Well, and again, part of our responsibility, our responsibility is as guides for those people. Like, if they want to know what Scripture says, that's our responsibility. Yeah. Hey, yeah. this is what Scripture yeah. says. I mean, I've been there, and we'll journey but down it, the road together. It's so, like I said, it's so cool just to tell them what the Bible says and not tell them what you think. Right. So it's, it's and that's hard. Right. Like you said, you got 5,000 opinions. I got 5,001. <laughs> so. So my prayer for us is that we always give people what the Bible says, yeah. not what your opinion is, right? right. Or, sometimes that, that can be, that's hard. Or make sure that people understand, listen, this is an opinion. This has nothing to do with what Scripture yeah. says. This is my opinion on something. But when the Bible speaks clearly, we're going to speak clearly, right? Like, I, I listened to a sermon today in the tractor, and he, this guy was talking about uh, Jefferson's Bible. Hmm. And he had, he cut things out of it. And it's like a thing, like Jefferson's yeah. Bible. Yeah, and I don't sure. know exactly what he cut out, but he was—he just wanted to read what he wanted to yeah, read. Yeah, no, he, he went through in his Bible and took out the things that were convicting to him yeah. for the way that he lived his life, and he just cut them out. And he just said... Yeah, like this is the this makes me feel better when I read scripture because yeah. I can say that I'm reading my Bible, but I don't want to deal with those things. Yeah. yeah, so we took them out and somebody took hold of that. Now there's yeah. such a thing as a yeah. Jefferson Bible and people yeah. read it and you know go down that same. Should road. Uh, uh, should we talk about felt boards now? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, did you grow up with a felt board? Uh, Had you ever seen one? I'm sure. I know. Like I remember seeing them in school. And hey, cool story. Uh, a couple months ago, I went to Leesburg United Methodist with my parents, right? Okay. And Pastor Rob was preaching. And he told the story of Daniel and the lion's den and how he remembered in Sunday school growing up that they had Daniel and the lion up on the felt board. There you go. And that, that same Sunday, you had a pastor or you had a sermon and brought up the felt board thing again. <laughs> And I, I sent that message, I, I sent that sermon to Pastor Rob, and he listened to it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and I was like, how crazy, like, I heard two sermons today, re, you know, referencing a felt board, and his, his had to do with Daniel Lyon and having, like, Lord, you know, I pray we get the faith right. to go in that lion's den, and I, and I can't remember what you were talking about. Yeah, but. but the funny thing is, is that after church, somebody came up to me and was like, hey, we have a felt board. <laughs> well, like, I wondered, I want, you know, like, we need to yes. start thinking about props, you know? You yeah. know. I don't know if we need to get a felt, and maybe we can do some funny things with the characters. Yeah, hey, Isaac, is that possible? Should we yeah. get us a little we felt, a felt board? board? There's, There's probably one there. in. Huh? 
And we'll be like, this is the story we're talking about. There's probably one in the attic. (laughs) I'm going to ask whoever it was on Sunday, come up to me if you listen to the podcast. Remind me again who you are so we can have a felt board donated. Or any of our faithful podcast listeners, if you have a felt board and some little characters that we could put up there on the round table, we could put it up there as the stuff that we're doing. So we're getting ready to end up. So We just started. I don't think so. Yeah, like five minutes. five minutes to go. We just started. <laughs> so let's get – if you could give uh, any advice to people that are out there, uh, because, again, I think your insight is, is special when you're saying, like, 2020 meant something to us. And from that, this is the key, we walked away from something. You know, or we walked away with something, not away from something. Yeah. We walked away with this idea. These are some things that are going to change. And I still think people are still trying to figure that out. Right? Don't, I, don't waste. Uh, don't let 2020 go to waste. Use mm-hmm. it. Okay. What did you take out of it? What did you learn? How, how are you going to change? You know, it's easy, like you said, to fall right back into the habits. Right. You know, we're busy. I'm tired. Yeah. Change it, okay? If you don't like it, change it. Right. Uh, so. You know, I think that right there, I mean, that's huge from a person to say, and when you said wasted, it just clicked for me. Is like, that's what we feel like happened, right? God gave us an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, we might, people might have looked at it and said, God gave us an obstacle. I think we would say God gave us an opportunity, yes. right? And so what are you going to do with the opportunity? Yeah. That's what you're saying, right? Don't waste it. Yes. Don't let that go by without the opportunity to do something different, to change something in your life and to move in a different direction. And so if you haven't taken time to evaluate it, maybe that's the thing. You better take some time to evaluate it. Like, where did it, where did you land when it comes to your faith? Like when it came to the place where, do you see this as, again, whether you like to hear this or not, whether you see that as part of persecution, part of what happened during that time was persecution. Yeah. Right. When when you were asked to do certain things that didn't line up with our faith. Yeah. Right. Our faith says and it didn't line up and we had to make a decision on how we're going to respond to yeah. persecution. Yeah. How did you respond and where was your faith? Because it's not a condemning thing, but it's a momentum to yeah. say kind of like you were saying earlier, like, how'd you do when you first started jogging? You know, when you're looking at me, like, did you make it five minutes into it? You know, it's good. It's not like shaming. It's like, okay, well, if you made it five minutes in and you're there, you probably better get in the gym and do something. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, do something about it. Don't talk about it. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't let those moments go by without it changing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Anything else that you would give to the our audience before oh, we check yeah. off for today. You know, uh, just don't be soft. We yeah. got we got to get tough. I mean, I'm I'm struggling. All right, I, I'm 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 getting soft, but I'm I'm trying. I'm fighting the good fight, and you know, you know, us Christians, we got to stick together. We got to rise up. We got to stand on the truth in relationships. You know, last week it was like just be intentional with people. I I cannot. I I just can't say that enough. If you think of if you just think of somebody for half a second, call them, right. text them. Right. Pray with them. That's hard. Oh, that's hard. Sure. That that's hard to do. Uh, do it. You you will be rewarded, and you'll and you know you'll receive strength to do that again for sure. So we are gonna for sure. That right there is Isaac. If you needed a title for the, the podcast, here's your title. Don't be soft. Be intentional. There you and go. God's gonna honor it. Yes. So Nick, thanks for being on. Thank you, and Mike. Again, we look forward to the next time you'll come on. Absolutely. We'll see everybody later. Yeah. Bye now.